Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. I am so happy. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. A good day with D.A. Hey, Doc. I do love the Doc. Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Coming up in 20 minutes, we are stunned to news. In 40 minutes, Zach Hample, that pig that just keeps hogging all the baseballs around the country. Really did it this time. Now he's been banned from one ballpark. We'll explain in 40 minutes. Next hour, Canadian Bacon, hour number four, Kevin Harlan from the NBA on TNT. Last night, Nuggets get a game two victory. The story of the night was Jamal Murray. He was fantastic, 37 points. Was just a killer in crunch time in the fourth quarter last night. It was a good game throughout. It was a tight game throughout, but in the fourth quarter, Jamal Murray helped extend that Nuggets lead and pushed Denver to a 2-0 series lead. I don't think that the series is over. I think if you're the Lakers, what you take away from the first two games was that we played well enough to win game two, but didn't. In game one, we dug ourselves a huge hole and found a way to fight all the way back but there's no room for error. I don't think they have to be demoralized, but I do think that the Lakers have to know that game three is really a must win and game four is a must win. You can't go down 3-0, can't go down 3-1. They've got to get both in LA to keep this a series. The one thing I will say from a Denver Nuggets standpoint is you could hear the anger building in Mike Malone's voice when discussing after the game how after the game one win, the talk was the Lakers. And that Nuggets have internalized this. That they have been overlooked the entire year, yet they're the best record in basketball. They were the best record in the, the West. Did they have a better record than the Bucs? Check that for me. 
They were the one seed of the Western Conference, still are, obviously. They have a two-time MVP on their roster. Bucks had the best record, and the Celtics had a better record, too. Oh, really? So the Nuggets were the third best record of the NBA. It was Bucks one, Celtics two. Sorry, the Sixers had a better record than them. Really? Yeah, the, Bu- the Nuggets finished 53-29. and 29. The Sixers as a three seed were 54-28. and 28. Wow, is that so? That is so. Okay, so the Nuggets had the best record of the West, but only the fourth best record of the NBA. And they've been completely overlooked. And yet, here is Jokic, a historically great player. And here is a team that feels completely underrated, overlooked, in that even when they win a game of the Western Conference Finals, the the talk is about the other team. So they are clearly using that as fuel. And let's see if that can help elevate them to a road victory in L.A., which would all but sew up the series. They take the first two in Denver, and Murray was fantastic last night. Eric Spolstra said yesterday that the play-in tournament is the best thing to happen to the NBA in a decade. As the Heat have taken Game 1 of the East, he said... I know that the play-in helped us. There are far less teams tanking. Everyone was fighting for it those last two months. Every game was must-see TV, and that was in both conferences. I think for the league, that's probably been the best thing that's happened in the last decade. He said it was a blessing to go through everything that we did. I have not been a part of a regular season like that. We all grew, got better from it to not let it collapse our spirit, but really to harden us, steal us, bring us close together, develop that kind of grit and perseverance. That's needed in the postseason. He said, if we didn't have those moments, those crushing last-second losses, and then also a bunch of guys being out all the time, then maybe some of the guys that have contributed so much for us in the postseason, if they didn't have those opportunities, then they don't have that kind of confidence coming into the playoffs. End of quote. I absolutely believe in what Spo is saying about you go through the crucible of a regular season where every little thing matters because you've put yourself behind the eight ball and that that carries over into the playoffs. I absolutely believe when you start playing really crucial, important regular season games, then you start playing with an edge. The norm becomes playing with a heightened urgency And the norm becomes, oh, we've already played at this level that the playoffs are because without playing like that, we wouldn't have even been here. And I think that helps a lot of teams. And I think when you see, let's just take the NFL playoffs, for example, a wild card team that goes to a Super Bowl, I think that exact thing happens. You know if you're the wild card team, you had to play in December games that felt like playoff games. And so that when you get to the playoffs – you're now already doing that. You're at that speed, and a lot of people will tell you in any of these postseasons, the playoffs are a different speed, and you can get caught flat-footed. When a one seed of the NFL playoffs loses to a wild card, one and done. When in hockey, a team like the Boston Bruins gets caught playing a pretty middling game at home in a game seven of the first round because they find themselves in a dogfight with the Panthers. When we see a one seed and they get rocked early, like the Bucks this year, I think a lot of that has to do with 
they were on cruise control heading into the playoffs. And then suddenly they were punched in the mouth and rattled and been like, oh, whoa, this is a different speed, a different intensity. And now we're down a game or we're down two games. Now we're chasing where the one seeds have been so used to being the top dog, the alpha for the entire year that you build traits and you build habits formed from that. So I believe what Spo is saying there. Now the question becomes, okay, is the play-in the best thing to happen to the NBA in a decade? It sounds like hyperbole at first. You're like, come on, the play-in? I mean, the Heat would have been the eight seed anyway had there been no play-in. That should have been the seven. It would have been the seven, right, because they lost to the Hawks. So, I mean, how much different would this run be without the play-in? Maybe it's slightly different because they lost that Hawks game, thus they had to win in the 8-9 the game, the second game that followed that, the second playing game. They had to win that game. So I guess that's slightly, that that's starting, it's a starting point. But does the play-in prevent the tanking? Because that's what we were debating the other day about the NBA's culture of tanking and trying to get guys like Wembenyama or LeBron or pick your number one overall pick. And I think... Maybe it's helped a little bit, although I don't know if a team if a team set out early in the season and realized this is not our year, do they find themselves in the 12 seed or the 11 seed with two months to play? And they're like, oh, you know what? We got to go for it now. Or were they kind of always in the mindset of tanking anyway? A squad that ends up like the Hornets, would they have been, if they knew they were going to be bad anyway, would they have done anything differently? Or do you do you strive for the final four weeks of the season and be like, no, I, we got to play the play-in game? I, I don't know. Spo, I think, is being a good company man there. I don't know how much it prevents tanking. But I definitely think, as you see, the Lakers here make a run, and they were the seven, and... The Heat make a run or they were the eight. I think they were both helped by playing games late in the season that mattered. But I would also say this, that both the Heat and the Lakers are squads that weren't traditional seven or eight seeds. They were much better teams than their seeding suggested. And that the season had kind of gone sideways for them. For the Lakers, it was injuries and the busted addition of Russell Westbrook. And for the Heat, it was injuries and, you know, kind of, I think, never quite finding their stroke during the regular season. And so then it came down to the final couple of weeks and they said, okay, now we have to play like we know we can play. And that's why Spo going into the playoffs said, we think we can beat anybody. We think we're going to be the most dangerous team in the playoffs. He knew that that eight seed next to their name was not really the type of team that they were. We were just talking about this story as a golfer hit a spectator in the leg, in the calf with a ball, and said, sorry about that. Here's a crisp $100 bill. Buy the beers for the rest of the day. Mraz says he would get hit in the junk. Now, this guy just got hit in the calf. Mraz says he would get hit in the junk if it meant he got a crisp $100 bill that he could use for beer at the golf course. Yeah. 
You could punch me as many times as you want. Just keep giving me hundos. Well, you said you don't want the golf ball, though. What what bill is that that you're flipping out? Is that a $10 bill? 20 Pete? Pete? What is that? Pete? A $100 bill. Is that right? Mraz has a crisp 100 in front of me right now, waving it around? I've come for props for the segment. Really? Yeah. Crisp. There you go. To show you. I punched myself right there. I shouldn't have done that, but that's mine. Do you carry a $100 bill on you regularly? No, honestly, my mom just came over and saw me for my birthday for the first time, so handed me a $100 bill. Wow, okay. And I realized I had it as I was doing the segment, so it fit for props for Cap. Nancy, that's a very generous gift for you. Yeah, came over, nice little card, nice hundy, so maybe a little Chipotle today, we'll see. Well, then what do you do with the other 90 bucks? Yeah, put it away for my kid's college. <laughs> that is not getting into a bank account. <laughs> no? No. Gotta buy some fertilizer. All right, Pete the Body. Would you get hit in the junk by a golf ball from 300 yards away if it meant a crisp $100 bill? Um, probably 200, not 100. Would you try to negotiate with the golfer? I'd say $200. That's it. There's nothing else to say after that. <laughs> so I, this guy, this golfer, Joel Dahman was doing it out of the goodness of his own heart. It wasn't like it's a negotiation. It wasn't like the, the spectator said, I need 100 bucks now. So if Domin comes over to you and is like, hey, man, I'm so sorry about that. Here's a hundy. You would say, no, I need two. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. How many yards? I just I just said 300. I, they don't, it doesn't say how far the shot was. Well, it was a tee shot. That actually matters. Well, it was a tee shot. But I think the bottom line is this. It, you could say it mattered. I get what you're saying. It, it was hard enough that it left a well. Yes. That's the key there. Yeah, I would say $200. But again... Or I'm going to sue you. You're gonna, or you're going to sue. <laughs> yes. I, I don't think that's on no, the golf course. I, I, that comes with a ticket, I, don't I think. think it, I don't think it takes care of the job. You're getting hit in the leg for well, 100 bucks. You guys, real, 100 bucks, you could pay, pay, pay a bill. Yeah, but you could, you could also get really hurt. And if Dom is like, hey, man, I don't have 200 bucks. I'm sorry, but I only have a hundy on me. Aren't we shocked I'll, he's carrying around a $100 bill, give too? My, give you my address. You would give the golfer your yes. address. yes. I don't believe that. Yeah. You would negotiate with the golfer? Like, the golfer hit me. <laughs> Usually these guys get nothing. Usually they just stroke them into the crowd and that's it. Maybe they sign a a, a golf be better. Glove. Uh, you be guys better. you guys must be rich. I mean, you honestly Don't say you guys. I didn't say I would do that. Or Pete, I mean, you probably could remove one of my testicles for a thousand bucks. Well, I I have I have some uh, respect for myself other than you. To me, if I'm standing there, I know I know what comes with the territory. It's like going to a baseball game. If you get hit with a foul ball, you get you know, that's just the way that it goes. You you know what you signed up for. And I'm sure the back of your ticket says we are not responsible if you get hit by an errant object. If the golfer comes over to me and shows contrition, is like I'm so sorry, man, and he goes, "How much are beers?" and I go, "17 bucks a pop," and he goes, "Here's a crisp hundy." I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that he would even think of that instead of acting like an ass and be like, so what? Yeah, I, I completely agree. You should, you definitely should be grateful, and that's a cool moment, the picture and everything like that. Now, I would not sign up to be hit in the stones for 100 bucks. Now, that's not a prop game that I'm willing to pr- play. If you got hit in the stones every single day, you could have 700 bucks by the end of the week. <laughs> you tell me you wouldn't take that? 
no, I don't like to get hit in that area. No. The pain goes away in 20 minutes, and then you got 100. It's a tender, delicate area, and... I don't. I don't need speed bag going on down there. You got twenty eight hundred bucks a month there. If you just all you need is a, is a, is a shot there once a month. I don't once need, a day. I don't need Sugar Ray Leonard go. What does have to be multiple punches? But one, you're saying one a day all week. A golf shot? Yeah. Those golf balls are hard when they come from a tee shot. That's not like a little chip. You know what? And then I bet you, you you build up a little resistance. You might have a natural cup at that point. <laughs> yeah, after a week of yeah. getting hit down there. Uh, sure. a, a turtle uh, grew a shell at one point to protect itself. That's what happens, right? We got toenails at some point. <laughs> and you think the turtle might have developed the shell over one week of getting hit on no, its back? but you know what? A couple months, suddenly you have a hard shell over your package. You, you think that evolution happens over the course of a couple of weeks well, or months? At, at some point, your body is going to grow something to fight. And if it sees that this is constantly happening, it's no different than fighting off a cold. So you believe that your, your nether region might develop some type of immunity towards getting hit with a golf ball. Look, not to get too scientific, we've all been there depending on weather and water. Things change textures down there. So you can't tell me that if you were kind of <laughs> constantly getting hit, that texture wouldn't evolve. Come on. Really, I stick with my statement. I, that's not a lot on illogical requests. But again... Uh, Okay, so you're at a baseball game. Yes. A pop fly pops up down the third baseline. It pops you right in the head. That's different, though. You have a chance to catch it. <laughs> That's different. That's very different. The golf ball, you, you, very rare you're going to grab a golf ball out of the sky. All right, what about, I'm trying to see the equivalent, because if you got struck in the head by a line drive, it would not be the same. But let's just say it's a, a somewhat of a line drive. You don't have much time to get out of the way. It hits you in the shoulder. And the batter comes up after the game and is like, man, I'm so sorry about that. Here's 100 bucks." You're telling him, no way, man. Here's my address. Send me more money. Well, I, I, well, <laughs> well, I got to see. I might have a big injury because no, of No, you have this injury, a welt. Uh, you know it depends you upon the moment. Suit. It depends upon the moment. <laughs> really? It, do, it does. It has to. I, I might be angry. <laughs> I might be upset. You, you know, it depends upon the moment. I, I think that's a. I think I'm. I'm not being illogical. I'm not saying give yeah, me a grand. The guy doesn't have to come up to you at all. Yeah, he's he's doing you a favor just by giving you a hundred bucks. I don't know. I'd rather the hundred <laughs> bucks than signing a golf club or something like that that Schwartz would take home and put next to the big giant Snapple fathead. But I'm not using a hundred dollars to buy a beer. To buy beers. I mean, just I'm putting it in a bank or or you know building on it. I'm not. I'm not using it to just waste it away on beer. Well, so. When this happens, and this happens relatively often because, you know, errant tee shots happen all day long at golf tournaments, usually the golfer signs his his glove and gives it to the, oh, the fan. What's that? It stinks. Why would that's you do that? That's actually not that, What are you cutting to the that's glove? That's not bad either. You would opt for that? I would opt for that, too. That's a, that's a little bit of a memento. You put it right on the shelf. I got, hit in, I got a welt on my arm because of that. Glove? Look, <laughs> this is Patrick Reed's glove? Yeah. And then if I Jeffrey Dahmer's glove down on my Joel Dahmer Joel Dahmer's glove down on my luck I sell it not Jeffrey Dahmer I saw a doc yesterday yeah. yes yeah much different guy terrible guy much different guy much different Joel Dahmer much better guy but I still wouldn't want his glove either no no 
No. This is, guys, it's 100 bucks. <laughs> and by the way, I wouldn't buy beer with it. Maybe the guy was about to spend 100 bucks worth of beer for the rest of the day. I'm sure that conversation happened. Oh, you're drinking today? You know, there's probably a conversation. You take the 100, you put it in your wallet. Just like Nance at my house. Yeah, but this is the same guy that, that wants $2,800 of golf balls hitting in his area. <laughs> I would say that's a very generous gift that Nancy gave you yesterday. I probably you're, shouldn't have said that out loud, but it just felt like You're 35 years old. Yeah. Mommy doesn't have to give you 100 bucks anymore. I'm actually 36. I've approached my late 30s now. 36. Mommy does not need to... She does not have to give you 100 bucks every year anymore. Well, what about 50 from her, 50 from my dad? Again, I don't think your parents, oh. once you hit 36 years old, owe you a gift. I didn't oh. say they owed me anything. It was generous and nice of yeah, them. Yeah, it is. Especially when there's kids well, around. Yeah, don't spin this around that I'm not appreciative. I'm very appreciative. They didn't have to give me anything. It, it happened to be in my wallet. We were talking about a crisp bundle of bill. I thought it fit for profit. Okay, you know, it, it, is, it does fit. I, I know that you have been known to give a lengthy Santa wish list to mommy still in your mid-30s. And they I, gave out Easter first baskets, of all, too. I stopped doing and that And demanded at Easter baskets. I stopped doing that at 34. You have not seen that out of me the last couple of years. It's okay. all about the kids now. Okay. Santa doesn't have to bring me a damn thing. Okay. Uh, tell Daniel that. And so, okay, so you got the 100 bucks from Nance. I'm, I'm guessing it goes directly to buying stuff for the family before Chipotle. I am going to scratch my back here. I mean, I'm going to take care of myself with something. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Something. But no, I, I need a new hose. You have to get it with a golf ball. Yeah, no, I'm an actual hose. You know, I got to clean the dog <laughs> the dog turds off the patio. I need a new hose. That works for the family. Yeah, no, that is. That's good. Yeah. No, we, look, I don't know if my nose. Yeah, again, I 2800 bucks. You can hit me every day. It's daycare for a couple months. <laughs> When we return here on the show, Greg Caserta is in for Bogus, and he gives us stunned to a news. DA, CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Choose your weapon. Peeps with salsa or a kielbasa to the face. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. 26 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. A happy Friday to you. The DA Show is available on your phone. Use the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. Stream the show for free. In fact, on the Odyssey app, you can get live radio and pause it. Fast forward, rewind, pretty good stuff, plus podcasts of the show and one giant step in New York accent as well. Our podcasts all inside the Odyssey family, all on the free Odyssey app. Also, you can listen to us, as I said, using the free CBS Sports app. Just some guy tweets, can we stop giving DA control of the drops? Every morning he beats something so badly to death that I need to turn the show off until about 8 a.m. or so. Hashtag Rupee Roop. Hashtag Saturday night. I take offense to that. Not because you think I would beat a drop to death, because I absolutely would. I take offense to that because you don't realize that Pete is the maestro of the drops. Here's the way this thing goes. I have 50 hot keys in front of me. They range from the zap to an old man saying, okay. Okay. I have an itchy nipple chub rub. Itchy nipple chub rub. And an old man saying, okay. Oh, okay. I have 50 of these in front of me. And that's about it. And they are archived, old school, change very rarely drops. Many of these are the same drops that I've had in this box since we launched in 2013. How many beers ago? Uh, Probably a thousand. That drop is from Painkiller Pat, and that was from 2013. Those 50 drops I have at my disposal don't really rotate much. When you hear a song that Mraz sings on Canadian Bacon... Something that just happened on the show today, last week, recently. When we play extended clips and loop them over and over and over again. Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Goals! And specifically, when you hear Canadian bacon, bad jokes and bad puns pounded into the ground. The wild were John Klingenberg to life. That's the magic of Pete's fingers okay and so just some guy i'm offended that you don't realize the magic of the audio on this show is pete gudikins 
whether it's elbowing Morty D'Souza to get that tuba going. It's not funny. Or it's playing Mraz's Saturday night. Over and over and over again. That's Pete's magic. So put some respect on that. Put some respect on the audio director. Akira, Akira. I never really knew that you could play like this. Hey. Hey. Chicken nuggets. Hey. What is that? Is that fastball coming? What is that? Is that fastball coming? Mraz actually doing a pretty good cookie monster there. Not unintentionally, but not bad. Brian, uh, Brian tweets, DA, I can't believe you guys stayed in the Tenderloin District in San Francisco. That's one of the three worst neighborhoods for crime in the Bay Area. Yep, wish somebody would have told me. <laughs> See, here's how that goes. I say, bosses, can we go to Radio Row? They say, sure. Find your own accommodations. I go, okay. How about the media hotel? They go, mm, too expensive. And I go, okay, how about an Airbnb? They go, that's fine. So then it's up to my own devices to find an Airbnb, one that fits the budget, has two of us for me and Mraz, and hopefully has a little bit of space so that I don't smell him constantly for the week. Calm down. <laughs> and when I search through my Airbnb reviews, I look for owners that have good reviews, obviously, and I also look for proximity to Radio Row, how we would get there to and from. And when I see a nice two-bedroom, two-bathroom loft in downtown San Francisco, which is relatively close to the Civic Center, so that we can get over to Radio Row quickly in the middle of the night because, well, at that point we were doing mid-mornings. I oh, know we were doing evenings. Right. So we had to get there in the afternoon, basically, Pacific time. Where I picked actually seemed like a very strategically sound decision. What I didn't know was that that area was riddled with drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's what I didn't know. What I didn't know was that at the corner of our block was human defecation on the sidewalk I, and somebody doing, I think, heroin in the middle of the day. That's what I didn't know. There was a man with a needle stuck in his neck. That's what I didn't know. Yeah. We did play a fun game, though, looking down at the street, human or dog, <laughs> as far as the defecation. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. What do you think? And, and you know what? Unsurprisingly, it's pretty easy to decipher. You, you know... Even if you don't have a dog, you know what mega poundage. You know what human looks like. You know what what animal looks like. Yeah, it didn't have staying power the way the license plate game has on a highway, but it was fun to play for it's a walk. It's not quite a hundred bottles of beer on the wall, but let me tell you, kids, if you head over to San Francisco or you in, in any neighborhood that that might occur, it's not a bad game. And knowing all that, download the DA Travel Guide for Bob's Bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good point, Pete. Beautiful, beautiful segue, my friend. If you were deciding to head out to Bob's Bar on Friday, June the 16th, for the third annual Bob's Bar show, there is a travel guide whipped up by yours truly, who's got two thumbs and wrote the travel guide, this guy right here. So check it out. We've tweeted this out. We've also put it on Instagram. Ow! Also put it on Facebook as well. Ow! 
or you can go to my website, DamonAmendolara.com, and your FAQ, as Mraz might say, facts and questions. What is it again? Frequently asked Frequently questions. asked questions. That is all part of your one sheet, and it is part of your FAQ heading into the Bob's Bar show. Now, like suddenly... The TV just popped on audio-wise here, so we are hearing the NBA TV oh, rebroadcast okay. of last night's Game 2 Western Conference Finals. Why? Who knows? Now we're good, though. Greg Caserta was there last year. He was a huge hit amongst the D-Aliens and friends and family of the Barazis. San Francisco. Oh, Bob's Bar. Yeah, I said, did I not say that? Yeah, I, I still had my mind on I'm San Francisco. I'm okay. over to the Bob's Bar Show. Yeah. Caserta, will you be able to make this year's Bob's Bar Show? I will be there. Wow. I'm not going to be there like I was last year. Mm. Like, I'm probably going to be working that night. You won't be whipping the crowd into a frenzy no. on Bob's Bar after every goal. I, I will be eating the way I did last year. Mm. I will not be drinking the way I did last year. Fair. Because that was a, I would say that was a good 15, 16 hour binge yeah. Um, so I'll probably stay away from that this time around, but I am looking forward to it. That was really my first four-way into the DA universe, and uh, obviously a lot of us haven't recovered since then. So Yeah, it's amazing the star, how quickly it has risen on Greg Caserta, because one year ago was his first yeah entry point into the DA show family, and one year later, I mean, he's... He's a regular. Everybody knows Caserta. Everybody knows that he stands with a five, a perfect five oinker. Now, there has been some <laughs> controversy that you have retired a little bit like Jose Reyes yeah. leading the batting title and then pulling himself out of the game after one at bat so that he can retain the batting title. So I, I did say that the last time I was here that I did not want to do it again because I figured I'd go out a champion. But I also fully expected to get a text from Mraz yesterday telling me to hop off the bench. So I would have been ready if called upon, but Mraz didn't know I was doing updates until this morning. So uh, that's why I never got that. Okay. To be fair, nobody besides Bogus knew you were doing updates until right. this morning. Right. Do we know why Bogus is out? Maybe the Dave Matthews album release party? <laughs> okay. I'd be lined up with his PJs waiting to get it. Okay. But uh, you know what? I Actually, I realize why he's off. He's got days to burn. <laughs> oh, we're Good into May him. now. <laughs> we're, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Time's ticking. You love Days to Burn? Days to Burn. Every time I see it, like when it pops up in a DA show quotes tweet <laughs> or something like that, I'm like, just, it's got a life of its Better own. A, I, I think I'm going to do some merch about it. I think you should too. Pete the Body, Pete's head on a t shirt and it just says Days to Burn under it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Or it's a calendar on fire. That's right. Well, I, I, I will. Good. I will say, I do not like when people leave days on the table. You have them, use them. Right. I think the thing that's so funny about it is that you said it in March, and right. nobody's ever said they've got days to burn in March. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Greg Caserta has headlines. All right, DA, let's shake up dinner time with HelloFresh. Shake it up with, with forty weekly. <laughs> With 40 weekly recipe options, there's always something new to try. Get 16 free meals plus free shipping with code SKATE16 at HelloFresh.com slash SKATE, like hockey skate, 16. 
Paul Bissonnette was pissed. Wayne Gretzky offered nothing, and the Carolina Hurricanes were left feeling empty after their four-overtime loss at home against the Panthers to start the Eastern Conference Finals. Canes head coach Rod Brindamore was exhausted like the rest of the studio crew. Oh, you're working late on television. I'm tired. (laughs) Shut up. Sweet gig. Enjoy it. But reminded fans who had work this morning that it's just one game. It's a tough way to lose a game, that's for sure. It'll go that long. Um, a lot of ups and downs in that game. And so it's one game. You know, at the end of the day, it's one game. Well, it was as long as two games, actually. <laughs> it's cr- yes, technically. I teased Matthew Kachuk before playing just a three-second snippet after his 3-2 overtime winner. Here he offers the full explanation of his second overtime goal of the playoffs and his sixth overall this postseason. Probably my favorite one so far in my life. Uh, yeah, big, uh, you know, big did not let it go to five overtimes there. Um, you know, but so many great contributions from everybody. Like, just looking at this this sheet quickly, I mean, Monty played 60 minutes almost. Um, Barky took, like, a 1,000 draws. I mean, I don't know. Like, it was, like, we're not even in overtime if Bob doesn't make that, that save on the breakaway in the third. So, um, Bob played great. Everybody followed. Total team effort for two games, basically. We'll be saying that after Bob's bar. Bob played great. (laughs) We all followed Bob. Sixth longest overtime game in Stanley Cup playoff history. And some great insight from our buddy Billy Jockalone in the newsroom before. The Florida Panthers won in Carolina, where the football team is also called the Panthers. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches. The Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in money at broadcast school has really paid off. <laughs> That's actually what Billy said this morning, and he meant it. Wow. And yeah. Florida's college football team down there in Miami is the Hurricanes. Boom. Wow. Look at you just Look at that. tying it all together. That's right. Nice big yeah. bow. Canes and Panthers, Panthers and Canes. Nobody knows who they're rooting for down there. Wow. Beautiful. Hoops, the Nuggets more than held serve at home, taking a 2-0 Western Conference Finals lead over LeBron and the Lakers with a 108-103 win. Jamal Murray, 23 of his game-high 37, came in the fourth, erased a small deficit with a three with just under nine and a half minutes left, which gave the Nuggets the lead for good. He was 6 of 14 from downtown. LeBron just 0 for 6 from downtown. The series now shifts to L.A. where the Lakers have not lost during the playoffs. I think it's even more you got to be on edge because when you go home, you get in your own bed, you run your family, everybody's being cool and you know, jolly and everything. Nah, you got to be even more on edge when you get home. So, you know, we got to understand that going back and being down 0-2. There's no reason for us to get comfortable. So you heard from LeBron. I mentioned that Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara is the likely destination for Super Bowl 60 in 2026. It would be the first time in 10 years since Broncos-Panthers. Not that both organizations have completely bottomed out since then. Peyton Manning retired a champion. Cam Newton now has a cigar bar in Atlanta. And a recent report detailed Cam's morning routine. He has six shots of espresso that he sips on throughout the morning. And he also smokes a Nicaraguan cigar, which means that his breath is atrocious. That's his breath? That's how he starts the day. Oh, is that good for a 35-year-old quarterback? It's not good. Oh, God. But he's ready to come back, though. He smokes a cigar every morning morning. for breakfast? (laughs) Ew. Ew. I knew you'd like that. What, What could be worse than sniffing... 
his cigar breath at 8 a.m. Oh, cigar and espresso oh. breath. <laughs> oh, man. Cam's like, I got such a good idea. You're like, oh, Cam, uh, can you brush your teeth first? Oh. We're going to run the steps today. I, 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 I'm watching film today. Dude, you would need a paint roller to whiten his teeth. You know how stained they must be, too? <laughs> he comes in. He's like, what do you think about this top hat and this monocle? You're like, look, can, you, just, can you brush your teeth first? Oh. Hey, told me to wear a brown necktie. <laughs> Ew. Can't, so, Legend. Wow. so Tom Brady, to, to fend off getting older as a quarterback, yep. eats goji berries <laughs> for breakfast and like does a 30-day cleanse like every two months. What does Cam Newton do? He smokes a cigar <laughs> every morning. That's my routine. Here's Tom Brady doing plyometrics or whatever. He's stretching. He's only drinks water. Avocado and like, ice cream. And and, and here is uh, <laughs> here's Cam Newton puffing on a giant Nicaraguan <laughs> cigar every morning. And he thinks it's not 32 quarterbacks better than him. Yeah, I wonder why he can't get a job, because he comes into the office <laughs> reeking of a cigar smoke every morning. Were you in a lounge last night? He looks like Kramer from the smoking lounge. <laughs> Your face looks like an old catcher's mitt. <laughs> Ooh, Cam, you stink. Were you at the clubs late? No, I just smoke a Nicaraguan cigar every morning. He's in his car spraying for car. He's got that cheap cologne smell mixed. Ugh. Blech. Not good. That feels like Ben Roethlisberger's training. 100%. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Yeah, he, right? he has leftover Whataburger and then has a giant Nicaraguan cigar before he gets to the office. Tremendous. Uh, okay, I think... We have time for stun? Yeah, of course. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. So I always give credit to Robin the 321, but today I got one from another source. This one coming from Moose, who sent me not Mark Melusis, but Moose 3782, who told me and informed me that Oscar Meyer's Wiener Mobile has a new name. They've announced that they are going to call it the Frankmobile, and it'll hit highways this summer, and we'll have painted lettering that references the vehicle's new name and all-beef Frank recipe. Among the slogans on the side of the now Frankmobile called Keep It Oscar and Please Do Not Lick, so, you know, keep your hands to yourself. Uh, this vehicle rebrand comes nearly 87 years after the Wienermobile's historic debut, July of 1936 in Chicago, a spokesperson for Oscar Mayer told Fox Business that the brand converted its six-vehicle Wienermobile fleet into Frankmobiles and wants to see if the rebrand, quote, cuts the mustard with its fans. Oscar Mayer's Wienermobile drivers, formerly known as Hot Doggers, will now be known as Frankmobile Frankfooters. And I don't like any bit of this. Well, you know, well, you know what it teaches us is that apparently in the commercial space, buying an Oscar Mayer wiener is now seen as like buying a cheap hot dog. And what oh, they need to mm. rebrand apparently is a 100% all be frank because now there's just much better hot dogs in the market. And a lot of people must be going in that direction. They see their market share go down. So now they have to rebrand to Frank's. The problem is that a Frank mobile does nothing for you. It's sounding like Wiener mobile sounds good. They should call it the Frank Tank. 
Frank Tank's that's good. That's good. Thank but, you. but again, it's a Wienermobile, and that's what they've been for 90 yeah. years. I don't think they should change that. They, I agree. they can be 100% all be sure. Franks and do that whole thing. And what was the, the catchphrase or the slogan on the side? That's fine. But they should not change the name of the keep, Wienermobile. Yeah. Keep it Oscar. Yeah, that's fine. Run commercials for that, but the Wienermobile yeah. stays the Wienermobile yeah. as it drives throughout the country. Yeah. And there's nobody that's going to suddenly switch gears and go, oh, look, there's the Frankmobile. No. Like, everybody knows the Wienermobile. Yeah, it doesn't Frank, seem very bright. The Frankmobile doesn't roll off the tongue the same way Wienermobile. No. That's why you can't combine Frank and Mobile. And also, people still call them Franks? No, no nobody here, under the age of 92 calls them Frank yeah. footers. Huh. You want some Frank and beans? Nobody does that anymore. No, that's interesting. I feel like Pete might call them Franks. I don't call them Franks. It's no? a hot dogs. Everything's a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Or a wiener? Yeah, I mean... If you, you call them dongs. A dong or a wiener yeah, if you're feeling rockets. frisky after a couple drinks. But the the overall arching, it's a hot dog. Nobody's going Frank. I think my dad calls them Franks, but he's older. Right, it's the older. You want to come over for a couple Franks? I'll put yeah. a little mustard on Nobody says that Nobody anymore. says Franks. Yeah, my dad says Frank. Your dad. And my, gr- and my Frank grandpa say Frank, Frank. Coincidentally, they're calls older. Frank. What's that? People named Frank say Frank because they're older. <laughs> my grandpa Frank, the one who I mentioned in the past, old Puddinhead. Grandpa Frank calls him Frank. Grandpa Franks. Frank calls him Franks. Frankfurters. Oh, this would be a great poll. Too bad it's a Friday. Do you call them Franks or hot dogs? And how many, maybe 20% you get Franks? I mean, we could do it. We just have to do the whole song and dance. <laughs> okay. Why don't we do that? I'd like to know what percentage of our listeners call them Franks. What were the Shea Stadium dogs you like, Pete? Cons. That I yeah, I, I love cons. The cons. Cons hot dogs are delicious. Yeah. Were I think they went out of business. When we come back here on the show, Zach Campbell's a disgrace again. Da CBS Sports Radio. Fifty-two minutes past the hour. Check us out, the Da Show in podcast form. The best of the show. For the full four hours plus the PGP, all in podcast form. Search the DA show on your favorite podcast platform. Zach Campbell is that jerk that hoards all of the foul balls and home run balls at baseball ballparks. And now he has taken his jerkdom to a different level. There is a MLB The Show Twitch streamer. So this guy plays MLB The Show video games on Twitch all the time and has become a very popular streamer, kind of a social media guy, influencer named AJ Rodriguez. He's 25 years old. His handle is littleman17. Now, AJ Rodriguez has a growth plate situation. So he is... What? how he gets his handle, Little Man 17. He's resigned to a wheelchair. And, uh, you know, he's a seemingly a, a pretty well-known guy, big personality, popular streaming. And he and Cedric Mullins of the Orioles actually create a little bond, a little friendship. So he was invited out to Camden Yards to meet Cedric Mullins before the Angels and Orioles game last week. And Cedric Mullins and him actually took a photo together before the game. And so they create this kind of cool moment. And Cedric Mullins actually hits a home run. And so this seems to be a storybook moment where Cedric Mullins hits a home run for A.J. Rodriguez, and the ball is going to be retrieved and given to AJ in this kind of feel-good moment for baseball and feel-good moment for Mullins in 
feel-good moment for A.J. Rodriguez, who clearly has dealt with a lot of stuff over the course of his life. And who catches the baseball at Camden Yards but this a-hole, Zach Hample. The guy that runs over kids and pregnant women and old people to get baseball. So he catches this baseball. When told, hey, man, that's kind of for A.J. Rodriguez. You won't believe his response. I'll give it to you coming up here next. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.